If you will, this morning, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to one of two places I'll let you pick. Either Jeremiah chapter 32 or Psalm chapter 78. I have quite literally been been torn since 3 o'clock this morning. may just read all of it, not preach, just let God's Word speak for itself. (laughs) Jeremiah chapter 32 I'm going to rearrange my reading just a little bit. Verse number 17. Jeremiah is praying. And he says, Ah, Lord God, behold, Thou hast made the heaven and the earth by Thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is... Somebody help me what this phrase says. There is nothing too hard for thee. And about three people say amen right there. Oh my goodness. Now he just has himself a time there in those next few verses. But then in verse number 26, Jeremiah ends his prayer and God begins to speak back to Jeremiah. In verse 27, God says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? What about that? If we were to look over in verse number 3 of chapter 33, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Let's pray. Father, God, we thank you for the the blessing, Lord, of the service so far. Lord, the good singing we've had. God, we thank you for the good songs, Lord, the good voices that were lifted up. God, we're missing a few, but we've still got a good crowd, and God, I thank you for it. God, I thank you for your word. God, it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. It doesn't matter what we're going through, whether we are maybe in a valley as it was mentioned, or maybe we've just won the victory. God, Your Word has something to say about it. And God, we thank You for Your Word. God, if we were to go a little bit deeper, we'd have to thank You for Your Son, which is the Word. God, we thank You for loving us, for caring for us so much that You'd give us Your Son that You'd give us Your Word. God, we pray now that You'd help us. God, You know my heart this morning. God, we pray, Lord, that You'd help us to do Your will. Father, I pray that You'd remove me, Lord, from the mix, from the equation. I pray that You'd have Your will. In Jesus' name, Amen. Is it okay if I if I read a couple other verses outside of my plan this morning? Would that be all right? I, 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 I kind of looked up some other verses. I want to I want to read something over in Psalms, 
But in Genesis chapter 18, verse number 13 and 14, there, there are two verses there. And this, you may remember, is um, Abraham and Sarah. And Sarah is just told that in her old age, she is about to have a child. And in verse number 13 of Genesis 18, the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> I can't hardly. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. There, there was no if, ands, or buts about it. There was, I've said it, that settles it. Whether you believe it or not, that settles it. I just read there in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. I read to you in Jeremiah 26 and 27, but I want to read to you in the book of Psalms, um, chapter 78, I believe. I told you just a moment ago. Verse number 19. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll go back just a little bit. We'll look at verse 12. Marvelous things did he. Now, this is the psalmist, and he is writing about certain things here, and he is now talking about the things that God has done. He said, Marvelous things did he, or God, in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the waters to stand as in heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud, and all the night with the light of a fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to turn down like rivers. Now you think about that for a moment. We read about it. We learned about it in Sunday school and vacation Bible school. We learned about it in Bible class and Bible study. We learn about these things, about the crossing of the Red Sea and later the crossing of the Jordan. We, we learn about the, the water coming out of the rock in the wilderness. We learn about the manna coming from nowhere. We learn about the quail falling out of the sky. We learn about God's provision in the wilderness. And the Bible says that in verse 17, and they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness, and they tempted God in their lust by asking meat for their lust. Yea, verse 19, they spake against God, and they said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Brother David, you you read it this morning in Psalm 23. He said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My thought this morning is between can God or God can and is anything too hard for God? Or the God of the impossible. So if you're taking notes, you can write all 12 of those things down this morning. It doesn't matter to me. Where this thought comes from, and this this may not be an outline, I've got one here for you, but where this thought comes from is 
as we are, we are just days away from camp meeting. And I have seen in the last four years, I've seen God work. And if you remember the first meeting that, that I was here, God allowed us to worship in this building. And man, what a time we had. I mean, it was packed out. God just moved in here. After that, we had COVID. And we had to have a revival instead. And it was, it was not in the same time. We still had a revival. We had it in here. And then we started our tent meeting. I was telling Kurt on the way to Thomaston yesterday that for years I'd been praying, God, allow me to have a tent meeting. And I never thought I would, but I still prayed, God, let me have a tent meeting. When I moved down here, I started looking for places to have a tent meeting. And then COVID hit. And as as the meeting approached, I said, God, man, we need we need COVID to go. And he said, what about having a tent meeting? And I said, oh, oh. Um, we've been having this meeting in this church for a whole bunch of years. Um, you finna rock the boat. And, uh, so <clears throat> thank the Lord we had the tent meeting and it was accepted well and, and you accepted it well and God's blessed it. And, and so now we're going on our third year of having the tent meeting. And so I give God all the glory. And it's, it's, it's grown and it's, it's, it's waned a little bit. We've learned some things and I'm, I, I'm all about learning in a tent meeting because it's going to change. The first year we like to froze to death on Wednesday and Thursday night. Like to froze to death. I'm scared to death this year. It's going to be hot, raining and gnats everywhere. But as I think about this camp meeting, and Brother Jody, you mentioned this the other day as you were updating us about the family day, about all of the worry that goes into planning this. And if you've ever planned an event, whether it's a birthday party for a child or it's some huge corporate event, you understand there are so many things that can go wrong and you have to, you have to kind of make choices and you make plans for all of those things. And so in in the night time when everybody's quiet and in the morning time when I'm up by myself and in those times where where I'm out on the road and I'm I'm walking or I'm running or I'm driving by myself I'm thinking of all these things and and every time brother Jody the devil will get in the vehicle with me and he'll say but what if but what if and I have to beat that fool down like a red-headed stepchild. Now, I, I have been a red-headed stepchild, so I know how it feels. At least I've been treated like one, so I know how it feels. But I have had, I've, I've, it has been a fight. Now, Brother David, he, I mean, he blessed my heart. I didn't, I, I missed half of the, the, the lesson this morning. But what I got, it blessed me. Don't worry about all of the things, all of the battles, the valleys that you've faced, but focus on all of the victories. And I've thought about the failures that, that I assume that we've had in, in this upcoming meeting and in my Christian life and all of these different things. But then I began to look back at all of the victories and, woo! And I was telling Kurt yesterday about some good times that I used to have up in Knoxville in the pastorate. And, and so many times I focus on the bad times. 
But there were so many other times that were so good and so sweet and so goodly and godly that I'm telling you, Brother Bobby, it was just a blessing and God used it to strengthen me and to allow me to see another day. And, and if we're not careful as human beings, oh, we'll realize that we're in a valley and we'll begin to focus on the valley and forget about the victories that we had yesterday. And we'll begin, we'll begin asking the question like we find here in Psalms, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And we'll forget the fact that He already has. We'll forget the fact that He's already gave us water out of a stone. We'll forget the fact that He rained down quail out of the heavens. That He gave us literally angel food that fell every single morning that we gathered up to feed our family. We forget the fact that He allowed us to cross safely through the Red Sea on dry ground. We forget the fact that God allowed us to to leave a land of bondage that we had been bound for 400 years and safely, without losing a man, woman, or child, left it safely and crossed over the, the Red Sea without losing a person. We forget about those things and we realize as the children of Israel, we say, well, God's brought us here to die. And we start recounting all of the bad things. And we start listening to the lies and the whispers of Satan. And we start listening to ourselves. And I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure some of us are as well, that we blame a lot of things on Satan when it's really ourselves that's lying to us. And we begin to listen to those lies and those whispers And the whole time that we're listening to those, God is on the other side and He's saying, but remember the victory. Remember yesterday's victory. Remember last night's victory. Remember what I did for you an hour ago. And that's how we are. I I joke and I I talk about my short-term memory and and I talk about how I forget so many things. And I'm not, I'm not, that's not a lie. I mean, I forget so many different things. But Brother Bobby, spiritually, I walk around sometimes thinking that I'm the only one, whoop, I don't know if I about ran or about hit the altar. I walk around sometimes thinking I'm the only one doing anything for God. And God reminds me about all the other people that are working for God. Sometimes I walk around thinking that I'm the only one that cares about this place. And then I realize about all the people that throughout the years of 40 years that have kept this place painted and cleaned and, 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 and manicured. And I think, my goodness, how selfish am I? And God reminds me over and over and over again and again of how much God prepares men and women to do things when I can't in my own weakness. God does things for us when we don't even know He's doing them. In, in Psalm 78, I had, I had intentions on preaching there this week. Brother I.E. McGowan said, what are you preaching tomorrow? I said, I'm going to be preaching on either God can or can God. It's up to you. You can either question God or you can make a statement. You can say, can God? Or you can make a statement, God can. It's up to you. 
then as the night progressed and we traveled back and as the night kind of fell apart in the middle of the night and God woke me up around 3.30 or so, this message out of Jeremiah came to my heart and, and it was kind of a difficult morning this morning. I began to think about these verses that I read there in Jeremiah and understand that Jeremiah was bound. He was captive as he was writing this book. He was telling this story about how that God, God's word came to him. He was telling a story, not only that it came to him, but it came to him while he was in bondage. And it came to him, the message was that he was supposed to tell this message to a people that was in bondage. Did y'all catch that? He was supposed to give them this message while they were in bondage. That they were going to stay in bondage, but that God was still good. Now, y'all think about that. In today's time, we would reject that right off the rip. You mean to tell me God's good, but He's going to make me stay here? No, no, no. What kind of God are you serving? But instead, God said, I want you to go tell them that they're going to be in bondage, but I'm still on the throne. That That's what He had to deal with. But He had a... He had an attitude. He had an air. He doubted. He was the weeping prophet. He, he had his ups. He had his downs. But through all of those things, he knew that he was serving the God of the impossible. He had seen it over and over again. God's hand working in people, in places, in the palace, in provision, in prison. Everywhere he had seen God's hand working. I'm, I'm going to give you this outline. I'm going to the house. Just real quick, fast, in a hurry. Jeremiah had confidence in the God of the impossible. He had confidence. Verse number in Jeremiah, verse number 17. You remember what he said? Chapter 32. Ah, Lord God. There we go again. Now, this is not Jehovah. This, this Lord right here is not Jehovah. Over in verse number 27, you see the word Jehovah. This is the word Elohim. And he says here, he says, God, you are the object of worship. He said, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. He said, Lord, I've read in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I believe it. So God, if you did that then, then whatever my need is, is not too hard for you. You think about that, Nick. I don't know what kind of need you may have in your life. I know you're you're a senior this year, is that right? Junior? You're junior? So you've got decisions that you've got to make. You've got decisions that as a young man you've got to be praying about. And those are some weighty things that you've got to be praying about. But I want you to know, if God stepped out on absolutely nothing and created the heavens and the earth, and the light, and the darkness, and the water, and the land, and 
and everything else, God can help you with your decision. You've got a, if you've got a decision about a job, you've got a financial decision, guess what? God can help in every single one of those. There's nothing too hard for God. Psalm 19, 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. I didn't see it the other day. I forgot where we were coming from. Um, but John and Lydia were maybe behind us a couple minutes, and uh, might have been from from y'all's house on Easter. And I, I looked at the same sky they looked at, but I didn't see the beauty that they that they saw. Maybe it was there, and I just didn't see it, or maybe it wasn't there at the time. But she showed me a picture. And it was absolutely beautiful. The, the skies were just orange. The sun was setting. Clouds had turned. You know those colors when the sun sets. I mean, just beautiful. Now, to someone that may agree with some other worldview, that may say something completely different. But I believe God did all of that. And when I, when I look at that sun... And I look at the shades of yellows and reds and orange in the clouds. I have to say, God is absolutely amazing. When you get up in the morning and then it's absolutely dark. Boy, if you ain't careful, this will bless your gizzard. You get up in the dark and there's nothing making sound. Nothing. It's quiet outside. And I've told you about this before. They call it the sonic bloom. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it's the clock or if it's just God saying, y'all can wake up now. But somehow or another, the birds start waking up one by one. But at the same time, Benji, the sun starts to rise. The flowers starts to bloom. Oh, my goodness. Every single one of those birds, they might be annoying outside your bedroom window, but I I have to believe that they're just crying out to a holy God. And those flowers, whether they've just, just come through, just pressed through the darkness of the soil and they're finally reaching up to the warmth of the sun, or whether they've been closed in that bud all night long and they're finally coming out either way there is glory within those petals and they're reaching out to their creator Jeremiah had confidence not only that the Lord there in chapter 32 verse 27 the Lord asked a question he said he just put it on the on the table he said is is there anything too hard for me now, Jeremiah, he has already said there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. But just to clear the air, Nathan, God said, is there anything too hard for me? We ought to remember this question every day because every day we doubt that. We may not say, well, God can't do this. I mean, that's, that's usually not in our vocabulary. That statement's not something that we say. 
Because we say that we walk by faith, we live by faith. I mean, that, that, that's kind of the Christian motto. So we don't utter those statements, but our doubt often says that without words. How am I going to make it? How is this going to work out? Though you may not saying, be saying, this is too hard for God. Those words of doubt are essentially saying, God, you can't do this. Here's another statement that, that it may be saying, God, I don't need you to handle this. I can handle it my own. Take it from somebody that has tried that over and again. It always, it always turns out bad. I could take you on a roller coaster ride of the times that I thought I could figure something out. And I come back bruised, cut, busted lip, black eye, broke. If I just stood back and just said, God, I don't know how this is going to work. You, you take care of it. The Lord asked the question, is there anything too hard for me? Mary, the Virgin Mary, she had some of those same wonderings that Sarah had in Luke chapter number 1. In verse 34, Mary said to the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? You know the story. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. I, I, I don't want y'all to take this the wrong way. But do you realize as far as childbirths, do you realize how many impossibles are walking around this earth? Sometimes they call them maybe rainbow babies. Babies that were born after multiple miscarriages. Sometimes their their babies born after they were the parents were given the diagnosis that the mother was barren or that the father could not father a child and then all of a sudden hey guess what you see God is the God of the impossible I ask you this question this morning. Have you put your problems in line with the Lord's question? Is anything too hard for God? The last in this little outline is this. In chapter 33, verse 3, God calls us to call on Him. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee. 
you know, there there are times, and some of you I've said, you know what, I, you, you can call me, and I don't do this often, but there's sometimes that I, I just have to unplug. I'm like, listen, you, you call me during the daylight hours, but after 5 or 6 o'clock, you know, just wait till the next day. I need to spend some time with the family. I don't think that's too much to ask. That That's not all always the case. Most of the time, you know, any time is fine. But God has not one time ever put a time frame on calling unto Him. I've had some phone calls in the middle of the night. I've had phone calls and messages come in early in the morning. Different times of the day. And I do my best to answer them, to to do what I can to help. That's what God has called me to do. But there's been a few times that I've missed a call, that I've missed a message, and I've had to apologize. But not one time have I ever called on God. And I'm not trying to be silly, but I've never one time gotten a busy signal. I've never gotten a disconnected line. Not one time ever gotten, hey, please hold on. Or I'll call you back later. Don't have time to talk. Not a single time, Brother Joey. You know those times where you where you just feel, maybe I'm the only one, where you just feel needy. So you go to God in the morning. Then you feel like you really need to talk to Him again. And then about 9 o'clock you go to Him again. And then... About 10 o'clock, you go to him again, and you do that every hour and every hour, and you say, God, it's me again. Not one time if he said, oh, my word. What are you doing again? He just welcomes me right into the throne room. He says, what can I help you with, son? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. God invites us to call on him. Jeremiah in chapter 33, verse number 3, was promised. He said, Call on me and I will answer and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah was promised these great and mighty things. This promise, no doubt, has been claimed by countless men and women. It's a promise available today. You may not take God up on that promise. You may think it's a little too progressive for you to take God up on that. You may think it's a little too out there. But if you ever get to the point where you have a need, you can't meet it yourself, and nobody around you can meet it, and the only person you can call on is God, I assure you that God will answer you, and He will show you great and mighty things. I've given you testimony after testimony just in the last four and a half years of what God has done for me. I would absolutely bore you to death if I took you back the last 26 years of being saved and how God has met needs and how God has blessed and how God has shown out and God has given peace and God has comforted and God has instructed So, kind of heard two messages today. 
I don't apologize, not, not a single bit. You have a choice to make this morning. You could either, you could either believe on this God of the impossible, or you can question God like those Jews, those children of Israel in the, in the wilderness, and you could say, can God? Or you can firmly say, God can today. So, what about it? We're going to have a song of invitation. Everybody stand this morning, bow our heads, we'll pray. I ask you this morning, of course the altars are open, but if you have a need this morning, won't you call upon the Lord? He asked you to do that. Jeremiah 33.3, he said, call upon me and I will hear thee and show thee great and mighty works.